0: Thank you to all of you for joining. Because today we're going to discuss all about money. Just wanted to understand how do you guys perceive money in your own personal lives?
1: Uh, yeah, I've been in stock markets for more than two or uh, two distinct decades, and here I've seen a lot of uh, this, lot of these people actually make money. But actually, also lose money. This is what has uh, what has this thing taught me that how 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 you know how this thing you know how this thing careful you need to be about your money. Uh, we uh, uh, me myself is not uh, not a not a you know not a very, uh, very thing, aggressive investor. I like to uh, play it more safe rather than being uh, rather than being this thing sorry.
2: Yeah, so, uh, hi Shraddha and good afternoon to everyone uh, who's taken their time out uh, and all your viewers. Uh, So, firstly, thank you Shraddha for having me on this call and uh, I really wish that everybody is staying safe and healthy. In so far as my personal relationship with money is concerned, I try to look at money as a means to an end. Right, it's uh, uh, I think uh, it's very important to stay very objective as far as your relationship with money goes. Uh, You should, uh, at least uh, what I try and practice is equanimity. Uh, Money can come and money can go, but uh, you need to uh, stay resilient and stay the course. And the principle that I uh, personally subscribe to, uh, which I also share with uh, our customers as well, is uh, the discipline of asset allocation. Uh, I think uh, finally, uh, if you look at businesses, the key decision is capital allocation. Uh, as far as uh, an individual is concerned, it is about asset allocation. So, if you are very clear about that principle, it holds you in good stead for times to come. So, that's the way I view uh, my personal relationship with finance at the outside.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Satish. Rohan?
3: Hey, Sada. Thanks thanks for having me here. And yeah, like Satish mentioned, hope everyone's uh, staying safe. Um, On a lighter note, I think uh, my relationship with money, I'd say, is every day i wake up thinking i'm going to achieve this and then that milestone just keeps getting uh, just keeps getting deferred even further thing it's one more or some more zero that to it no but uh, uh, realistically i think uh, uh, a lot of uh, my uh, dealings with money comes from the fact of who i am i'm uh, i have a certain expectation of how i want to be living my life or how i want to be uh, you know uh, spending time or this thing and if that part of it gets uh, addressed uh, I'm I'm okay. I I I don't look out for those uh, you know expansive holidays or or uh, showy thing I'm I'm very contented with the with uh, so long as my my boxes are ticked. And therefore, uh, <clears throat> I think I think I'm I'm happy in in that way. I'm I'm
0: happy. What should we be doing to ensure that we have less stress and we manage our finance in a very optimal way?
3: Um. So, Stada, I think. Uh, at least in in my uh, in my lifetime, it's, it's fair to say that I've I've never witnessed this kind of anxiety. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody knows when there is an end to this or how far is uh, is is it since from when life goes back to how it was, say in, in the months of February or, or last year. So there is a lot of anxiety and uncertainty in terms of when people believe that you know life goes back to normal. So uh, it's important that I think all of us. Uh, accept that fact that in future for some time at least inflows may be uncertain right Uh, we've uh, a lot of us I think especially uh, uh, those of us who've worked for the last say 10-15 years uh, we've probably gone through a a small recession in in 2008 but never where we feel that uh, you know there is an absolute uncertainty in terms of what happens next so in in that sense i think this word has been dropped quite a few times unprecedented this is one of uh, one of such events so how do what do people do with uh, uh, in a situation like this i think you mentioned one part it's uh, it's the safest and the easiest thing to say is that you've got to save more uh, cut out on all those discretionary spends uh, be very very uh, choosy about what is it that you want to do what is it that you should avoid you know things like this and I think the lockdown, as uh, uh, if one takes a look, uh, look a deep look at, at that during the lockdown, you might realize that there are quite a few spends which you can do without. You know, uh, it's 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 thought as that okay, uh, ser- weekends have to be uh, spent in a certain manner, or or uh, celebrations have to be in a certain way. The lockdown has taught us how life can be different. So. I think we need to we need to look at the the saving part of it very very seriously. More importantly, uh, I think the more you save, the longer the runway in terms of tomorrow. If this situation continues, uh, it means that you are you are that much more in a better position to kind of uh, stop weather this storm. Uh, second thing, uh, I think uh, it's uh, it's good that you asked this question because uh, I would sincerely. Ask people to meet their uh, insurance commitments. There are quite a, especially medical insurance. Uh, you never know when tragedy can strike. And the last thing you want is if a medical emergency hits and, and sets the whole family back. So, so please definitely keep in mind that you you meet your medical insurance uh, uh, commitments. Uh, avoid loans, avoid taking loans for for now, maybe Satish may not be happy with this uh, because then that, that's uh, against the uh, access buying thing. But uh, uh, all I'm trying to say is avoid whatever additional outflow one can uh, one can avoid for for this moment. Because uh, in a in a very very uh, simplistic manner, if I'm looking at life as a PNL, my inflows are uncertain. I have got to control my outflows or and not add to it. And therefore, I'm saying let's let's kind of see how we can avoid uh, avoid loans for the moment. You know. So, that's my quick uh, quick take on on,
2: uh, on what one needs to do. Uh, when I was in school, senior school, uh, we saw the Harshad Mehta scam happening. I mean, just uh, early days when I was just beginning to learn a little bit about finance, I saw, uh, you know, it's a scammy world, right? Then, uh, I remember when I was in business school, uh, uh, the key uh, lesson was the Asian financial crisis. So, to get into my first banking job with Citi, uh, I was grilled on uh, the Asian financial crisis, saying what really led to it and what do you think you could learn as a country. Uh, by the time I passed out, uh, uh, then we had 9-11 happen. Right? Then uh, we had 2008, the mother of all global financial crises that we have seen in our careers. So what I, the point I want to make here is that, one, uh, for someone who's prudent and disciplined, one needs to anticipate that this uh, crisis and cycles are a part of uh, any individual's life. So I think it's very important to get that context setting. Uh, ide- uh, and you said for young people, I think uh, if somebody is really young and starting out on his career, it's, it's great that he's having this lesson very early on because it's hopefully going to make uh, him or her very resilient uh, for the times ahead. And I think uh, the other point I'd like to make, part B of this question in terms of uh, what should be the right course of action? The right course of action is very individualized. I would say that people, uh, there is a pyramid out there. Uh, uh, you know, as you know, I look at the affluent side of the business for the bank, but uh, I also look at the emerging affluent and so on uh, all the way up till the ultra, ultra HNI. But what I see is that, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, there is this data which was brought out uh, which said 92% of India's population uh, net worth is just about $10,000, which is 7 lakh rupees. So yes, India is a very young uh, developing country. So uh, I think the habit of savings uh, has historically been imbued in all of us. So I think that will give us resilience. I think it's very important. Uh, the other is asset allocation means you don't only look at uh, uh, fixed deposits. You look at other asset classes like gold, like real estate and stuff like that so it all uh, it's a multi pronged approach there so i would say that uh, instead of reacting uh, to this uh, one should make a plan uh, life is going to continue uh, livelihoods might take a short term hit but it will come back i i can't see a country as vibrant as india being uh, mentally locked down right and i we are already seeing evidence of that i don't think any one of us is uh, uh, from the day the lockdown started i think we we i don't think we knew zoom uh, a lot of us didn't use zoom even if we knew zoom uh, mm-hmm. until uh, the lockdown started so yeah. i think necessity is the mother of invention and i think we should uh, uh, look at uh, it's it's on a case to case basis uh, and i agree with rohan i mean if somebody is uh, uh, smart this is not the time to be borrowing uh, unless uh, it was thought through much ahead So I would say I mean, if somebody is very well-to-do, he or she wants to stay in a particular home and wants to buy it, and he doesn't see a problem to his livelihood because he's a techie and he's the smartest uh, uh, video uh, video technologist, for example, he has nothing to worry. His business is going to move up 100x. So it's all a question of where you find yourself.
0: And I think the key tenet is adaptability
2: uh, as, uh, again, the principle that you need to apply.
0: How should we look at... Saving or investment, if I may say so, and also, would you say that this is the time when we should look at investing?
1: Uh, yeah, of course. I'll I'll answer your your this two parts of the uh, this question. Yes, of course. Uh, investing in in this FDs or bank term uh, this deposits actually uh, does not uh, does not serve any purpose. Most of the time, your post tax uh, you know you know this gains are. Uh, are actually the, actually this lower than the inflation so in all uh, you know logical way you should be investing across the asset classes and uh, you need to have some kind of uh, some kind of this liquid money that you could put in uh, you know put in this liquid funds uh, rather than uh, rather than this holding on in fds uh, that is number 1 uh, number two, yes, we we do think that uh, that you know uh, this is the time to invest in equities. Uh, but when you are this uh, investing in in this thing, equities in uh, in this volatile times, it is always uh, always is it preferable to do it in a in a this thing phased manner. You can do S I P s. In fact, you know we've been asking our clients to increase the increase the this uh, thing this in quantum of sips because uh, because its markets are down and uh, and this most of the stocks are now available at a much uh, you know much you know much this reasonable prices in the past also uh, as we have seen uh, uh, we, uh, we have this seen such deep uh, deep dis corrections but uh, but this thing, you know, over these falls, we have also seen that uh, that these the returns are uh, returns are the same pretty handsome over next uh, you, know, exists in one year to two years.
0: Would you say that there is some time frame you should wait for, or you should just invest
1: Actually, you know, uh, it, it is uh, actually not this practical to you know to this thing, time the markets. I've been there in the stock markets for a very long time and I don't think I've seen anyone who can look at this thing look at this perfectly perfectly this same time the bottom So the idea here is to is to invest in a in a this gradual manner and and then your and then your investment will get the right average price right rather than trying to trying to the same time the markets and and this thing, uh, and you know, and you know just look at the uh, these short term moves
0: people are asking that can we pay our credit card bills later
1: uh, so here uh, one thing has to be clear it is not a 3 months uh, months a waiver it is only a only a this only a, a this thing or this a monitorium. that means whatever that you will not be paying will be added to your this uh, principal amount that actually in the uh, longer term is going to uh, going to this cost you more so if you got money in your bank uh, please uh, please this pay your emis if you don't have money you have some kind of a, uh, you know uh, you know this shortage of money or uh, you want to want to want to this save some money for some immediate need uh, that is when you take this opportunity. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, I'll advise that you pay your EMIs.
0: What do you think is going to get the momentum back in the economy?
1: So you know, we have, we have, we have like always seen in the past. You know, every time we say it's so bad, it cannot get, it cannot get worse. But every time, world and the economies have actually got out of the uh, of out of the this dark hole and i believe we will we will distinguish it again uh, talking about the growth yes we might uh, we might not grow in this year or show a very small growth but then this growth will will be among the highest uh, you know highest in the world uh, that is say, number one number two whatever we have seen is that in the past whenever uh, this us has gone into a slowdown or a or uh, you know, or this you know, or this recession, uh, uh, six months or a year or year and a half after that, the globally uh, markets have have actually gone into a into a simple run. That is because whenever there is a sharp uh, sharp thing downturn in uh, in this U.S., uh, the world is the world is flooded with you know flooded with this in cheap money uh, you would be uh, surprised to know that this uh, globally 16 trillion dollars of uh, of global uh, global funds of money is right now yielding uh, yielding uh, you know yielding this negative returns so so this once you have some uh, some this sense of stability uh the uh, the spread of the virus gets uh, gets uh, gets this thing controlled uh government and the rbi in india is also doing uh, you know you know this thing playing their part in bringing down the uh, the this thing cost of funds in helping smes in helping the poor and the and this thing you know and this weaker sections so i so we this thing believe that you know the the this thing economy after a bad year this year 2020 you will have a, a substantial improvement in the economy you know economy this thing next year because of all the all the this thing cheap money available all the all the this policy actions and also the you know also, the this low base effect that we'll have. So, uh, so this we are optimistic. And uh, uh, if you need, uh, you know, as a as a this equity investor, you always, always, you know, always this need to be optimistic.
0: If one has to look at asset allocation, what do you have to say right now about gold? What do you have to talk about real estate? How should one look at different things? And if you can give us quick tips.
2: Okay, quick tips. Okay, uh, first uh, quick tips, Shraddha is I know uh, fixed deposit seems to be uh, particularly pilloried now, but I have a uh, I have a contrarian view, which is that uh, see, I, I mean, just think about it like x-axis is uh, risk taking, y-axis is return. Right? And uh, you know, this is a marriage. You can't uh, increase risk uh, and say uh, return needs to be lower or vice versa. So if you are if your aim is always to take uh, a path towards higher return, you are also taking risk higher. So, uh, just uh, a bit of uh, clarity there, right? Number one. Number two is just from a macro standpoint, uh, you know, the mutual fund industry before the equity market uh, fall by 30%, let's say, uh, was at about 25 lakh crores. India's uh, AUM, right? The mutual fund industry, which has had a terrific run, especially for the last 10 10- years years and let's say 25 lakh crore industry you're looking at fixed deposits as a 125 lakh crore industry six times uh, easily right uh, so it's a massive uh, massive pool of resilience by the way today what's protecting the banking industry is the strength of those deposits number one and it also helps and if you speak to your parents uh, you will uh, I can challenge that every one of them will have fixed deposit as an asset allocation uh, and I would strongly urge that it's a, it's a sensible path because uh, it is needed uh, at times like these, right? I, I speak to a lot of customers who tell me I wish I'd kept money in fixed deposits and not put all in equity. And again, it, uh, and if you analyze the mistake made, it is asset allocation. So because uh, the lure of greed uh, makes all human beings vulnerable to its forces, they tend to chase the money, right? And, you know, you almost need to be like a messy here. You need to not be following the football, but be there, be where the ball is going to get to tomorrow. So, I think that's, uh, that's very important. Uh, number two, I think I just want to, uh, I was listening patiently to the thoughts on moratorium. I fully agree with that. Other, uh, I think it's very, very relevant. Uh, the most expensive form of credit is credit card credit, right? Because you are revolving. Uh, typically, uh, the industry charges something like 30% plus annual percentage rate of return, right? So you should never, ever revolve. Uh, The right credit card strategy is always to pay your total amount due on the payment due date. You're being extremely smart. You're effectively getting free credit uh, if you're able to do that. Uh, So that's point number one. And of course, uh, it's needless to say that if somebody is sitting on any loans, right strategy is that when returns are uh, not looking very clear, it's a very foggy environment, uh, makes sense to knock off loans. Very, very clear, right path to do. Right. And uh, I share Gaurav's complete optimism uh, on the economy. Uh, History has taught us. I mean, uh, uh, I learned about the Spanish flu thanks to the coronavirus, uh, the 1918, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic. And I think one thing, uh, and we didn't know about it, I mean, we are all reasonably well read, but uh, I don't think too many people uh, knew too much about the Spanish flu until now so what it teaches us and there have been many flus and many pandemics that have happened in the 1950s and so on so uh, i think the lesson from that is that these things will it's a it nobody can uh, predict the when but it will go away so i think that's something to be borne in mind and in so far as your question around you know people may not be really super rich and i'll just explain this in a minute uh, what uh, let's say a bank like Axis classifies uh, is let's say emerging affluent, affluent, and let's say H&I. Affluent would be somebody who's at least got 100,000 US dollars, which is let's say 70 lakh rupees uh, in investable surplus. Now, uh, someone like that has a fair corpus, so uh, there is a lot of science that you can apply. But all the way up to that hundred thousand dollar mark, it's very, very clear that uh, simple methods like a systematic investment plan should be used because SIP. Um, will make compounding work for you, right? Uh, Rather than against you. So, I I think the power is something which we would strongly encourage. Who are young, I mean, if I, for example, I started my working career in 2000. uh, The SIP, which I started very early on, then uh, holds me in great stead. So, I think uh, uh, you need to make time work for you. As the cliche goes, it's not about the timing, but make time your ally again. So, as you uh, make uh, more time in the market uh, and I think the most beautiful uh, analogy is uh, what Benjamin Graham wrote in uh, his book, The Intelligent Investor, which is uh, in a minute, uh, what uh, he gives us analogy of Mr. Market. So imagine Shraddha, that beautiful home that you are living in. Every morning there is this uh, psychedelic person who wakes up and says, I'm willing to pay a particular price for this beautiful house in which you live in. One day, let's say he wakes up and says it's crore. Uh, next day, he says 5 crores. A day, or maybe 3 months later, he says 10 crores. The real value of that house is whatever it is. Let's say it's 5 crores. Uh, so, when he's giving you 10, clearly, I mean, the smart person should look to uh, do that trade with that Mr. Market and otherwise you stay quiet. Uh, so, I think the beautiful thing is, I mean, if I were to give you a baseball analogy, which is you don't swing at every ball that's thrown at you. Wait for the ball and that's the duty about the market you wait for the opportunity and if you swing at the right time uh, in terms of uh, investing when the price is right you really can hit a uh, serious
0: bounty can they experiment and start if they have not already invested in stock markets right now or do they need to align with some financial experts to do this
2: uh, And i want to share this i mean it's like this today uh, we have this whatsapp university right i mean people get news out of whatsapp Rather than listening to people who don't listen to an expert like you on media stories, uh, they are vulnerable to reacting to falsehoods, right? And likewise, uh, if you don't uh, have... See, I mean, everyone can't be an expert on everything. Let's be clear about uh, the expanse of knowledge which is available in the universe. So finance is a massive field, uh, right? I mean, there are people who spent a lifetime in finance and are still... uh, great students of that field, right? And I would say that you definitely need an intelligent, uh, a very empathetic uh, financial expert who really understands you, right? It's very, very important. It is not a cookie cutter model thing. Uh, what I need for Shraddha is what I will give to somebody else and so on, right? So, uh, and that's why I think the beauty on, uh, I know know you do a lot of coverage of startups and that's one of your uh, expertise. But what I'd uh, like to defend, I think that's where old businesses like banks uh, uh, have a very, very strong uh, role to play. Because, uh, you know, in such a, uh, such a world where there is so much volatility, you need trusted institutions, right? Uh, so I think those, uh, that trust is very important. I mean, uh, trust is something, uh, it's very hard to place your finger, uh, but you know when you trust someone. So I think it's very important to get that trust. And I think uh, uh, people like us at uh, banks, I mean, um, and at Axis Bank in particular, we strive very hard. And I'll tell you, there are three things that I look for uh, and I would look for, right? One is integrity. There are three eyes, Since you said, I mean, you're entrepreneur friends and everybody else. Uh, the second eye would be intellect, right? It's very important that uh, your uh, expert is at a higher plane of understanding, right? Otherwise, you shouldn't be talking to him. And the third is innovation, whether he's he's offering what you need uh, in the media that you want at the time you want it uh, and how sharp he is to anticipate your needs. Uh, And I think uh, if you get the three I's coming together, integrity, intellect and innovation, I think you have a winning hand uh, in that expert. And I think you look for those traits. I I think you can't go wrong. Uh, And like I said, I mean, integrity is super important. Somebody who's yeah. willing to stick it out, come what may, with you uh, as a financial partner. I think, uh, and I think the mindset should be: I want to manage not only you but your next generation. Hopefully, if I outlive you, that's the mindset that will get rewarded.
0: How much of cash liquidity should I have? What would
2: you say? What's the liquidity? So, so Shraddha, I'll tell you. I have I have been a paranoid person growing up. Okay, so when I would when I would start working, the first question I I would do is at the end of the month, I would put uh, a money and ask myself, uh, how many months can I live without a job? right? And and that uh, the number of months kept increasing, obviously, now that I've worked for 20 odd years. Uh, But that's an exercise I would do. It was also a process of giving me that sense of confidence, let's say. But I think the right uh, simple answer is that ideally, I mean, uh, in a dynamic world, 12 months at least, I mean, you should think ahead 12 months, minimum 12 months if even the world collapses you know 12 months nobody can touch you Uh, gives you that elbow
0: room to fight back where should i invest what should i pick what should one do and and there's so many so i'm just you have to give us some tips
1: yeah sure you know we we could anticipate this so what we have done at our end we have had a uh covid 19 uh, you know survival guide that is what we have on our on our uh, on our, uh, our this same website at uh, at the same Sheikh Khan, where we have given our our this same market uh, our this market outlook in a sense uh, how uh, what has happened in the past falls and uh, and this and this what we have learned out of it and how do we apply it here Apart from this, we have built some model uh model listing folios which are extremely uh extremely interesting for example, we have a model portfolio number one which is called which is called the safety first which is for uh for a thing risk ever averse, thing uh, averse kind of investor where uh he'll have some debt and part of it will be in in this equity half of his money can go into equity which will be mostly Mostly, this in large cap, uh, large cap, this kind of funds or or this in large cap stocks. Uh, this is a very good kind of a profile who's got kids, who's got near term, near term, near term commitments, doesn't have high uh, for risk. Then we call. Uh, uh, you know, then we have a have a, this portfolio which is called uh, which is called this opportunistic uh, opportunistic this thing uh, this thing, which is what is uh, you know you know this is suitable for the you know for the, the millennials who are who are the same willing to take this, who are uh, willing to buy accumulate into high high this beta stocks in this fall. Uh, by high high thising beta stocks I mean these stocks actually fall more when the markets fall but they also also this thing rise more when the when okay. the this thing markets uh, markets this thing go up but that uh, this thing does not mean that they are low uh, low you know low uh, low this quality stocks uh, so uh, this is the kind of stocks which you know young Aggressive millennials can buy. Then, of course, we have a have a, this moderate uh, this kind of a profile, which is called which is called this quality first, which is where is a more uh, more this moderate mix of stocks, which is uh, portfolio, which is more stable, which which is 70% is into uh, into this large cap stocks. A top hundred stocks, rest is into into the same mid caps and no uh, the same small caps. So you know, uh, you know this depending on your age, your uh, your income, your risk uh, risk profile. Anyone can go and choose out of these uh, these portfolios. Apart from this, we also have a basket of SIP where we have a basket of stocks where you can do SIP, and also the single you know the basket of funds. You know, fund this mutual fund schemes. So I think in this overall, overall, uh, overall, this package uh, uh, that is available on our on our website, any client can uh, can this thing, can this thing take care of its need. And uh, you know, you know, this one more information. Normally, all this uh, all these inputs are only available to our clients however uh, however this thing you know you know this thing, given the scene right now lot of uh, lot of this thing you know you know these people are in stress we we are allowing access to our inputs, the covid uh, uh, survival guide so is it advisable to wait and watch approach
0: have that approach or should we start picking up quality stocks
1: now you know what happens is uh, markets is uh, is all about all about this all about this looking ahead. So uh, markets actually will not wait for all the all the this bad news to come and then and then this bottom out. Markets markets always anticipate. So you know if uh, if someone is saying that all the bad news or all the uh, Bottoming out or spreading by June, and and you should wait by June. I don't think that's the right way, uh, the right way to operate in the equity market. And uh, if you just uh, just give me some time, I'll also explain you with an example. You know, in in this in June 18th, uh, the this, uh, the all the auto stocks were at the peak, and uh, you know uh, June uh, June auto sales were good uh, good. Uh, uh, July, August, September sales were good, but by the time the week auto sales started in uh, October and uh, the October and November, auto stocks were already down by uh, down by let's say 30 percent. So uh, markets always look ahead.
2: So I think uh, something for uh, everybody to learn, right? And I think the question I would put it in the innocent bucket. The person who said, you know, should I go by the BCG report and wait for COVID cases to peak and then, uh, uh, you know, the prices will go down and, you know, it looks from FAC a very uh, fair uh, comment to make. But I think uh, uh, what we need to realize is, uh, you know, when uh, a stock is valued, uh, the market values the stock for perpetuity. So it is not looking at uh, what cash that company is going to generate this morning, tomorrow morning, but forever. Assuming the company is a going concern and lives forever, what is the net present value of that company? And that, at a per share prices, is what gets uh, put out in the ticker price, right? And uh, again, there is human emotions at play, uh, sentiments come into play, and which is why market is a very fascinating place, To uh, which is why some people call it a casino, uh, because nobody can predict the short term in particular. So I think uh, it's very important that, uh, and uh, with the greatest regard to the consulting firm that you mentioned, if people are watching the New York uh, governor, Andrew Cuomo, uh, to uh, take a look at New York's figures and compare with what McKinsey put out, what BCD put out and all, all the brightest minds, those numbers are way off the reality. So I would say that uh, uh, look at stuff uh, very, very objectively. And I think... Uh, especially for your viewers who are making decisions on their own personal finances, including investing in equity. Uh, I think what you should do is work with a strong broking firm. Uh, if I were to give an Access example, you have Axis Securities. Uh, there are experts who spend their lifetime studying a particular sector, right? You are uh, better off betting with that person playing for you than you trying to be uh, uh, an expert in a very short span of time. So. Uh, You know, respect the power of time and uh, uh, education in that subject uh, by that expert and go with them, right? And I think every sector uh, has its own uh, method and uh, play. But I'll give you one simple point. I think for those who like to buy stocks themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, one general principle, which is at moments like these, revenue line collapses. uh, And if you look at the cost line, there is fixed cost and there is variable cost in any company. Right, the one equation that I've always learned from my business school, which holds me in good stead, is revenue minus expenses is profit. Right. So everything that is great for revenue, do more. Everything which is bad, which is adding expense, do less. Okay. Now, uh, companies and sectors which are heavily leveraged, uh, they face the maximum squeeze. So, which is why, if you look at uh, from peak this year in 2020 to where we are today, let's say on the 22nd of April. Sectors which have seen the maximum value shrinkage are uh, companies with leverage, are sectors with leverage, right? Capital goods, infra, you know, these are uh, companies which operate with a lot of leverage. You look at companies with great cash flows, uh, they're doing fairly okay. ID sector is showing resilience, right? There are other young sectors uh, which are uh, cash positive, doing very, very well. So I think... Uh, Uh, My uh, suggestion to all your young viewers in particular is do not uh, discount the value of an expert. Work with a top broking firm uh, and an expert there. I mean, and there are experts in every firm. Uh, Pick your like, diversify if you don't want to just uh, rest your money all in one basket. Uh, But, and study. I mean, and the best place to study a company is to go and spend time. uh, everybody wants to be a Warren Buffett, but is unwilling to put the work needed to become a Warren Buffett, Which is to go and actually study the annual report. I mean, you need to spend copious hours. The night outs are needed to study those annual reports. And then the insight comes. And then you can catch the wheat and the shaft. So I think there's a lot of hard work
0: needed in this business. Give us so, some so, real things what we should be doing right now.
2: Yeah, so shada
3: uh, j- I think Satish hit the nail on the head, but uh, just to add a couple of more points to it is uh, give all your investments time. The mistake that most of us tend to make is that at uh, junctures like this, we suddenly feel Oh, this was probably a bad mistake. And uh, you, you, you draw, you you kind of go into a withdrawal mode saying, okay, I'm, I'm no longer going to be doing this no longer going to be doing my SIPs or uh, undertaking those investment opportunities. So you know, if uh, a. So, going back to your first question, this is not the time to experiment, I would say. So, if there is somebody out there with investable surplus, don't experiment with it. Please use an expert, uh, like Sateesh mentioned, from any of the broking houses. Learn with them. You don't have to leave everything with them and, and just forget about it. You can always involve yourself in understanding how decisions are made, why certain uh, stocks are picked over the rest of them, uh, over the others. It's, it's always good to understand the decision-making process and, and kind of, Uh, upskill uh, oneself. Uh, Number two, once those investments are made, give it time. Uh, Most of us make those investments. Then we tend to look left and right trying to see, oh, there has been another stock that's probably generated more return. Uh, You you tend to compare uh, your investments with somebody else, wherein the investment value, the horizon, the nature, everything is different, right? So don't make that mistake. Wait for your investments to fructify. They will if if you're using the right expert. It's not you. It there may be short term uh, uh, slippages, but over a, a long term, I think India still has a good enough uh, equity story uh, with the population that that's uh, uh, with the percentage of the population that's young. I think yes, 2020 may be a wipeout. So it is for the rest of the world. I don't think we are insulated from it. But uh, uh, for the young young guys there, you have a longer. Uh, you know, all of us have a much longer investing life living life there's there's a there's a whole life outside over there you don't need to decide on everything just today just take your decisions and and allow time to for those decisions to take effect
0: tarun kohli is asking key parameters to judge health of a bank
2: no i think uh, okay i think it's a great question you should first uh, the most important metric in a bank is uh, capital right so uh, there are uh, When you look at a bank, there are multiple ratios that you need to look at, right? It's called, there is a CRAR framework. You look at risk ratios, you look at capital ratios. Uh, And now let me simplify. I think now I'm getting more technical. So uh, a bank fundamentally has two sides to the balance sheet, right? There is the asset side and there is a liability side. Liability side is a very uh, nice side of the balance sheet where I'm taking money from Shraddha and, uh, you know, all... Uh, young people who who are putting their hard-earned money either in savings or in fixed deposits in the bank, or from your company, which is in the current account or the current account uh, deposits. So that uh, builds my liability side. On the asset side, I'm ending up lending to two types of customers again: the retail side and the corporate. It's a great index of how many customers bank, and that's a good number to look at uh, for banks. Um, The other side of the balance sheet, which is the asset side, uh, is again a very, very critical side to look at because if a bank has taken exposure to risky sectors, a huge number of companies are going to uh, find difficulties in repaying their loans, such a bank would be suspect. So what banks do is typically stress test. Uh, uh, By the way, I used to work with Citibank uh, when the financial crisis happened and uh, the U.S. government had to bail out. So we were almost uh, working for the U.S. government for a bit. And I think uh, what started on this, the reason I'm sharing this is that that led to creating a framework, a governance framework, not only for banks in the U.S., but for banks globally. So all banks put themselves through stress test. The Reserve Bank of India uh, is continuously engaging with banks to test out banks for various uh, scenarios. What happens if GDP kind of falls 10%, for example, right? We have just spoken of what happens if GDP growth rate is zero. But if I said what happens if actually GDP uh, collapses by 10%, I mean, it's, it's a black sw- blackest swan event, but what if that happens? So these tests are done and those ratios are very much available uh, Uh, You go and look at any bank's investor presentation, those ratios are all spelt out. So I think, uh, and I would just uh, quote unquote our finance minister on the Reserve Bank of uh, India governor on this, that uh, uh, the Indian financial system is very, very strong and resilient. Yes, uh, we uh, we did have a Yes Bank episode, but you see what happened. Multiple banks, including Axis, came in and uh, became part of the rescuing act.
0: So uh, I I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, In the age group of uh, 35, 40 uh, and, and, and 40 plus, how do you look at your uh, money right now? What should you be doing? Where should you be investing?
2: Uh, okay, I'll give a quick answer and, uh, and hopefully keep it very simple. So I, I would strongly urge that every family should create a Uh, investment strategy document like you spend time on your own business on your own professional life I don't know how many decks we all make uh, professionally but I would say that if you're able to allot uh, definite time uh, okay maybe this is uh, uh, a moment uh, a moment when it awakens people to kind of think about these things very deeply as to what really matters right and like I said I mean going back to how it all started I said for me money is a means to an end eventually I mean money that uh, that stays when you are gone is of little value unless you know what it's going to serve eventually right yes. so i think it's very very important that every individual create that investment right? and ideally have a strong sounding board which is that financial expert who's able to uh, steer them through the right direction and i and I think if they haven't created such a document, they should create that document that will give them answers to their requirements. Whether they need insurance, I think Rohan spoke that at a time like this, uh, you are awakening to a health insurance need. But I mean, look at it from an insurer standpoint. He knows there is a pandemic. So is he not going to charge you a higher premium? He's bound to, right? So uh, these things, uh, the person who wins in, these, uh, in the financial journey are the people with the power to anticipate. Foresighted there is one word i would okay. look for uh, yeah so be that foresighted individual
1: uh, when you are in this age of 35 40 you have just uh, bought a house you've just bought a car you are uh, you are this thing paying your emis so there is very less what you have for investments so the you need to uh, need to this thing prioritize there first you should make sure that you have your insurance in place both uh, both this in life insurance and also your also your this health insurance i think uh, after that number 2 is the uh, 2 is the education fund for your kids because that is uh, that will be your your this immediate need after a few years so, if you have uh, taken care of these two uh, two, this thing big needs. Uh, after that is what you should start uh, start this in looking at investment. And at that age, uh, higher allocation has to be there for the equities.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, Shada, in agreement with this, there is education that is the next big sucker because I'm assuming at 35, 40 people have either bought their uh, houses and you know. Uh, and uh, they're going down that path so education is the first is the, i guess the next uh, big uh, uh, expenditure uh, avenue that comes up and probably they'll also have to look at some amount of uh, setting aside some amount of money for retirement because it's not too far away on 40s
0: if people are losing jobs they have very little money then what should they be doing and if they are investing then what is the minimum amount of time that they should give to their investment
1: so you know if you are at the verge of losing your job or you think your industry is going to get get hit uh, pretty this uh, badly and you are going to need your money then you should you should ideally stay away from equity as of now and look into look into look into this uh, look into this fixed income uh, you know you know this kind of instruments uh, maybe fd or or some or some distinct debt funds uh because as uh, we have already talked you should have at least uh, at least uh, this six, 6 to 8 months of survival money in your hand before you start investing into equities i think people who
2: have the resilience dna in them there is i mean they will fight it through and i think they will be the uh, the let's say the dhirubhai ambanis of tomorrow i think that that thinking is very important i, I would urge you to uh, be that force of good and communicate that to your viewers. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you didn't make money for 90 days, as long as you're creating, investing on your own skills uh, in that time frame, uh, I think it will hold you in great stead. So, uh, you know, so I think keep skilling yourself. The learning journey has to be uh, continuous. And I think that will hold people. And I think India is such a dynamic country with so many requirements that I can't visualize people being without jobs for any relevant time frame. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there could be a temporary problem. I mean, if, if a business shuts down, uh, I mean, you take the greatest entrepreneurs who hasn't had failures. So I think uh, my, that was my last comment. I thought, uh, just to I add, agree. Uh, yeah. sorry, just to
3: add to what is thing, if job cuts do become a reality, uh, it's only a function of the time. It's not a function of people's capability or their abilities to earn money or be employable. It's just the fact that the times are uh, have been bad. And they need to keep that in mind. Uh, Tomorrow will be another day, and I'm sure it will be a better one.